One thing I will definitely say after this weekend is it's very nice that they don't have that one guy who Tech fans look at and go, that's the shithead. Like, that's one thing that's very nice about Northern's roster is they actually seem like a complete, like, hockey team as opposed to throwing one guy out that's just going to stir up the, you know, the Northern equivalent of, like, the the Christianity's Ian Sears that only show up for Easter and Christmas. Then, then we're gonna then we're gonna have to make sure that we win that Tanner Edwards sweepstakes when he goes in the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Uh, welcome to episode nine of season three of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Rob Gillard, your once again temporary kind of host, joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. And Matt Cavender. Hello again, everybody. Our special guest this week is Justin Masillo, the Mrs. Travel Coordinator. We'll have him explain uh, exactly what that means in a bit here. Thanks for joining us, Justin. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. So this week we'll chat with Justin about the Northern Series, which he actually got to be in the MAC. And I'm assuming was down and in the Barry, uh, in the Barry, right? Yeah, his, his role with the Misfits. We'll recap the CCHA. Uh, when what happened this weekend, and then we'll try to beat the ghost uh, once again. Now, a quick note from the thank you notes, and a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be back to talk with Justin. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E Dental.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome back. Let's get right into things now with Justin. I'll let uh, Matt start the, the questioning off since he prepared the Google Doc. So, well, I have the I have the questions for for uh, Justin here. But did we want did we want to start with the Northern recap because he actually got to be there? Yeah, and we wanted to get we want to get our we want to get our fit, yeah, well, our pitchforks sharpened good and early. Uh-huh. We can do that first. So let's let's start with the recap, right? Yeah. Friday yeah. night, we can't score goals. Yeah. Well, see, that. I want to start here because I'm usually the rah rah go tech kind <laughs> of guy here, no matter what. That game pissed me the hell off because <laughs> it just looked like a carbon copy of the way we lost against Lake State. Like to outshoot them, to outplay them, and all that, and to not come up with the win just leaves me walking away really sour. And like there has to be something abundantly obvious going on I, that's not converting the pucks into that. And that's 
irritated the hell out of me. I had a feeling of dread, like at the end of that, towards the end of that game. Well, yeah, I until until they tied it, and then then there was like a little bit of hope, you know. No, for me, the feeling of dread kicked in even more immediately after (laughs) we scored. Because for me, like I was, it was that immediately visceral, like yeah, we forced OT, and then it was the shit we forced OT feeling. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) but you know, we talked about it last week that they can't get in a habit of doing this every week, and they did the exact same thing again. Right? Yes, and it's it was extremely like, like frustrating. Said, it was a carbon yeah. copy. It was a carbon copy. Yes, and I, I yeah. know that at least Rob also listened to the Joe show, so it was a little frustrating for me to see, and I guess I can see where Joe's coming from when he talked about how he thinks uh, the boys played a much better game on Friday than they did on Saturday. Like, I see where he's coming from. There's more shots on the board. If you look through and look at scoring chances, zone possession time, all of that, I can kind of see the argument, but whatever we were doing was not leading to pucks in the net the way we needed to. So even if, you know, Saturday was a bit uglier, if you will, shots were going in. It was yeah, working. The, whatever yeah, it was, frust- it was working. Yeah, That's the frustrating part to me about Friday, Saturday's breakdown and the way the games went win loss-wise, right? You dominate the game on Friday. You have the zone time possession. You have more shots. In, and you still, we still can't score. That's it's it's so frustrating to 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 watch us unable to score. Yeah. Then we finally do, you know, pull off the empty net goal for the first time in you know what feels like forever, and and tie it up, right? Can we only score empty net goals against Northern? With the extra attacker, right? We do manage to pull it off. And then what happens in three on three? We have a person fall down, like. What always seems to happen in any overtime loss we have, we have some sort of like miscue skating wise, it feels like, right? Someone falls down and coverage gets blown uh, and uh, they come down and score. So we dominate the game and don't win the game. Then you go down to Northern where we don't necessarily dominate the game in terms of score and shots and possession, but the scoreboard tells a completely different story. Yeah, the score so, the scoreboard says we dusted them. Yeah, right. I think you know? my favorite my favorite comment from Joe this weekend was in the in the post game interview on, on Saturday. He said something along the lines of, "I think we we might have found something here. We'll we'll take less shots and score more goals." You know, so you know, is it something to do with the fact that taking quality shots or different types of shots? I don't know what the answer is there. Yeah, that was my thought also because even though Tech had an unreasonable amount of shots on Friday, it didn't feel like a lot of them were coming from quality areas. I feel like a lot of them are going straight to the chest of Di Matteo, which is or Dematteo, however you however you pronounce it. But I I don't know enough about like the the X's and O's of hockey to be able to figure this out, but. Is, is there, I mean, I'm just wondering, is there something with the system that is somehow you know, the guys aren't playing loose or they're, you know, they're, it, it's making them play tight or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like they don't, they, like you're wondering if there's something within this system that's making players feel like they can't be themselves, create, create yeah, chances. Right. Some, I, I don't know. I mean, is there something like that that is just under the surface? Or is it the the style of players that can have a hundred percent penalty kill and always play defensively at home lead to not that creative style up front? Yeah, but I don't no. think that's true because I think I, don't we, think so I think we've, we've seen that we games. have players that are right. skilled and, and are creative and can score. Well, look at look at two of the the last two regular well not regular last two goals we scored on Friday before the empty netter, right? 
Kataroth and Pietala's goals were both really nice goals. I mean, that, that feed to Kataroth in the middle, the patience to drag it across the front of the goalie and score on the power play when he was in there by himself, uh, as well as the patience on Pietala's uh, second goal of the night, too. Uh, my brother flat out yelled, shoot the puck already as he was coming down. And then, you know, like a couple half a second later or whatever, he buries it short side on the guy because it's wide open because he took the time to let DiMatteo make the first move and, and see where we, it was open to shoot. So, you know, the guys are capable of that. Just, you know, what's what's happening? What's what's going on? What what can be fixed? I don't know the answer. I don't know the X's and O's of hockey well enough either. I've just been a fan for a long time. I've never really played it seriously enough to know myself. Yeah, and right? one of the things that I'm kind of starting to wonder is at the beginning of the season, we started to talk about the massive roster as probably one of the biggest upsides of tech. But is it starting to become such a headache to figure out who to put in each night that it's starting to become a hindrance? And at what point do you say that even though maybe we could make an adjustment, we need to let some guys keep playing together and develop some chemistry here? Yeah, I don't think it is at this point. I don't not. I mean, I don't think so. I think from a coaching standpoint, it's still a luxury to have, you know, a, a, an abundance of talent, right? It, and I, I still think that there is. I mean, I, I, I think there's three or four guys that sit regularly on this team that would play for a lot of Division One teams every night. So I don't think it's ever a bad thing to have too many talented players. Now, who knows at the end of the year if players don't get enough ice time or something, if they decide they want to transfer, then it might become a headache then. But during the season, you can't you can't have too much talent. Well, there was there was only one line that was consistent between the two nights. Paratino Bliss Halen was the only line that stayed the same between the two nights. So there was some shuffling that went on there and it, it clearly had a uh, had a decent effect, right? I mean the 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 goal scoring was definitely different <laughs> between the two, and, and it felt different too. Like they, it, it, when they were in there, the only two I don't know. Maybe it's a difference between the the big ice and the small ice too, right? You're able to actually have some more patience on the big ice because there is that time and space when you're down at the berry. And and I think it's worth worth stating too. You know, we're we're talking about the difference between Friday night and Saturday night in, in how much. Tech scored. It's also it, it's it's not like they went and, you know they, they scored seven goals and gave up six on Saturday night. They they still played a reasonably you know a solid defensive game on Saturday night. They only gave up yeah, two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing for me is that there is some merit in what Joe said, and that perhaps Friday may have been a better team game from a classical coaching perspective. But I'll tell you right now, I'd rather watch. From a fan perspective, I'd rather watch a game where the stats remain close, like where we're keeping even in shots. There's an even amount of penalties being given out. It seems like it's an evenly matched game, but we end up dusting them in the end than statistically dusting them in shots, penalties, everything like that, and not coming away with the win. So, I mean, at the end of the day, my reptilian brain's always going to say the win's always better than the loss, but it's it's just... Like when I heard that, it almost made my brain fry for a second because he isn't completely wrong, but something happened on Saturday to inspire a five goal performance. And 
whatever that was needs to happen again. You know, the, the, the one thing during the Joe show that, and I, I can tell just by Joe's reaction from the question that he would probably vehemently disagree with, with me here too. So if Joe, if you're listening, sorry. Uh, um, but when he, when he got the question about the players he put out for the three on three overtime, dude, that was a vicious question, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear that one. I, I missed that one. This guy Somebody, basically said, okay, you go ahead. Dustin. Yes. So, so he was asked, so why for three on there's six players that he put out for the three on three overtime. So it must've been, you know, two lines of three. Yeah. It was relatively why, why, why were four, four of the six players relatively poor skaters and defensive players instead of putting fast offensive minded players on the ice for the three on three. And Joe, you could tell that the question pissed Joe off, like from his, from his response, like he, he did not like that question. Um, well, it was also worded a little viciously, but it, yes, it, it, it was. Yes, it was. It was very, you know, questioning Joe's decision and it wasn't, written in the nicest way but i think it's a valid question right what is the strategy for that three on three overtime because i think we've seen that we're not very good in three and three overtime mm. so do we have the right strategy for three and three overtime is the right strategy to try to play three and three overtime defensive hockey i i think what we've seen over several years in the NHL, it's not. I think the goal in three on three overtime is to try to put your speed some, out there, get, get pressure as much as possible, pressure with speed, and 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 fly. That seems to be the recipe for success in, in three on three. Do we have the personnel to do it? I would say we. I, I think we probably do, but it's obvious that the coaching staff has a different philosophy on that. Sure. And Justin, I don't mean to put you too hard on the spot here, but you were, you were the one here okay. that got to see everything live. Is there anything you'd like to add or anything that people that are watching on a screen might've missed that you were, that you felt this weekend? Um, I don't know. Might've missed, but I feel like Northern played more of a chippy game on Friday than they did Saturday, which they always kind of do when they go against us. But um, other than that, not really. Um, but yeah, it always, it always sucks to lose an OT and I know we've done it three times so far this season, but what really sucked about this one was that potential offsides at the end. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Yeah. That was a wild end of the game. Like, yeah, yeah Joe, Joe explained that pretty well on the Joe show. Actually, um, what had happened is he had his timeout. So I figured why, what the hell I've got my timeout. I might as well challenge it. Even if, you know, it, it may not over, even be yeah. close. I might not see it, but on the off chance that it may or may not be close enough, I'm going to ask him to review it. And what had happened is they had shut everything down because the game was over. So that's why it took so long to actually go ahead and you know get the review accomplished. And it was pretty clear from seeing the video, you know, that it wasn't offside. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good call. And Joe yes. said so on the show as well, right? Mm-hmm. Joe said it was it was clearly not offside. They were onside. It was a good call. Uh, but yeah, now it's league policy to. Uh, to wait until the refs have left the ice as well uh, before shutting down the video system so that there's not that weird delay that which, what, what happened. Makes yeah. sense. But what, what threw me off about that was that usually after a goal review, no matter 
what. You get the point. Like the goal, you'll either get the aggressive call of, you know, waving your arms like this to say no goal, yeah. or you'll get the aggressive full-arm point that center ice to say that's a good goal. But after the review, the refs said nothing, they pointed at nothing, and they just skated off. So but I was like, Joe. Joe said in the I, show I, that I they didn't. They done. Didn't ever, oh, they never reviewed it. Joe said in the show they didn't review it because they never got the. They were never able to get the system rebooted again. No way. Well, That's they what Joe they said, showed yeah. they showed video on the broadcast that was incredibly clear. He, he, he was right, but that, it, I don't think they ever. Yeah. they don't ever. They didn't ever show it to the refs at the game. That may because, very well be because they never could. They well, never got the system. They weren't able to get the system re. Well, if, if our first quote unquote officiating gaff is on a video review of a of a goal that ended up being good, then I'm still feeling pretty good about CCHA officiating. Well, but, I mean, Joe did yes, have complaints I think this, about the refs in the this week. Well, in the, I mean, yeah, he did swear on live TV, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you caught. If, were you watching? Did you? Were you able to watch Dustin or not? No. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> during Dustin, his uh, <laughs> uh, either oh. one, either one. <laughs> uh, during during his half or his uh, in between period interview, uh, he definitely made Dave Ellis go, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> it's just something along the lines if they'd call that shit or something like that, and it was <laughs> it was the right way- on. Right on air. So and there's the, the way, explicit tag on this yeah. week's podcast. Everybody, listen to that. <laughs> the oh. way the way that he explained it in his, in the in his radio show, it it made sense to me though. He's not he's not saying that they shouldn't be calling what they're calling. He's just thinking that the it should you know, be the, even. The priority's off, right? He's saying that the priority shouldn't be the what this emphasis, you know, what the NCAA emphasis stuff is. The priority priority should be to call the game like you should be calling it. And then the emphasis is on top of that. The you know, emphasis shouldn't take priority over calling regular penalties. That's basically what he said in, sure. in Joe's show, which I, I would agree with that. You know, if, if they're missing think... regular calls and they're calling ticky tack emphasis stuff, that's frustrating. I didn't personally think the refing was too bad this weekend though, myself, honestly. I didn't, all right. All right. No... There was nothing that jumped out bad to me. The other thing is, and I have to look at the stats across the whole year here, but I don't think we've had a five-minute major that's like they've gone into review and, and then upgraded a penalty to a five-minute major this year. Well, that's good. That's very nice because last year that was frustrating be. as all hell. Well, yeah, last year it was a once-a-game guaranteed occurrence that something had to get upgraded into a major because watching it at you know slow-mo meant that you know it looked horrible. So yeah, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we've had a major this year. I, I'd have to, like I said, look at the stats at hundred percent and remember, but I don't think there's been one either for or against us in our games this year. And I think that's a credit to the refs keeping control decently of a, even a chippy game. You know, they, I don't think the refs have really lost a game yet that I've watched. There's not been, you know, I do think there issue. was a five minute major against us. I, I seem to recall one, maybe a, I, sometime earlier in the year, I seem to recall one, but I couldn't tell you when. Yeah, I guess I have to look back at the stats to know 100% for sure, but I'd, I'm, I'm not remembering like an egregious, like that was horrible type one. So I seem to remember some. some uh, unless, some Swire, unless Swire or Hallinan's got one, because they're the only ones that have uh, divisible by five penalty minutes. So Swire or Hallinan would have to be the one to have one. No, I, I was thinking somebody against us. I was, for some reason, I thought oh, sure. Clarkson 
series, but I don't. Uh, Clarkson I don't had a pedal. There, I don't oh, maybe, maybe not. No, there wasn't. I, oh, I don't. I don't think there has been. So okay. it's been. It's been a. Now you're gonna make me look at all of them really quick. Well, I could now. be completely. I could be completely losing it too. So. No, I hate when I say something and I don't know the actual facts behind it. So I'm popping up all the box scores for this year, and I'm gonna. Yeah, let's keep it accurate for the people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a liar. There's one more point that I want to make while you're looking this up, Rob. And we might be talking, you know, pretty critical about this team, more critical than we have the entire season, because I think we've been pretty positive all year. Yep. Uh, I think part of that is because all of us have pretty high expectations and we all think this team can be pretty damn good. But for sure. To keep it in perspective, Tech still has one regulation loss. This right. year, I, yep. these OT losses all count as, as as virtual ties in the pairwise, and that's what really matters. Yep. And it, and when you take that into account, Tech is still number nine in pairwise, and it's, it goes with the standard. It's very early still, but it's going to be very quickly not early. I want to take a moment because Dustin was very positive there. That was that was one of the most positive <laughs> things he said about. <laughs> the program when we're in a quote unquote struggle in a good minute, because I think he's absolutely right. It's, it's very frustrating to keep getting splits against teams that they're not. I splits. think, they're, not I think splits. They're, they're essentially three, three point weekends, three out of four point weekends. I mean, I mean, yes, but in, in, in terms of win loss, our splits, when you, when you, when you look at that, it's frustrating when you see that and you have this feeling it should be a sweep, especially because I felt I, feel deep in my veins that even though Lake State's going to be a problem this year, we are a far superior team to them. So losing a game to them was not good to me. Lake State Northern is 30, 31 in the pairwise. Tech is nine. Yes. And uh, I think we have a better team than Northern also. And I think we proved it both nights, even though we didn't get it the first night. So not sweeping them hurts me too. It's not a biased so, take at all. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, look at it, Justin, because no, I, you're I correct. I come. I do. We we all come at this with with a bias and agenda for sure. But I my I turn my light a yellowish color to represent the fact that you know I'm a tech fan back there. I can adjust. I like it, that. So. I love that. It's, but it's yellow it's, today in the back of the pod. I I love that. But anyway, take it. We because you know Justin. At the end of the day, we are we're, we're tech people. We we like numbers, and the the numbers. On on both of the losses, the one to Northern and the one to Lake State, would would indicate that if hockey wasn't a game where anything goes, we should have won it. So mathematically, I'm frustrated that the results aren't what I want them to be because it, from that perspective, they should be. I look at it this yeah. way: Tech's winning percentage according to the pairwise is point seven zero five right now yep and that's why i love the pairwise that's that is nothing to complain about if if they can they're 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 very close to being even better and right now they 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 are right in the thick of it so even though they have been losing these games in overtime it hasn't cost them the season by far you know far from that you know they're still staying right in it if you know if, if there are a few tweaks away from turning those overtime losses into wins and 
you know, taking it up to the next level, you know, they, you know, they're right where they need to be to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think we're, we're definitely, we're, we're not in a bad spot. I mean, we're eight out of 12 points taken of WCHA. Two of them against, you know, big rival Northern. Those are, we've been fortunate to take most of the points against Northern the last few years. Right. Uh, but those are always big, big question mark games as to what's going to happen just because of the rivalry. So, no, I, I'm, I'm also pretty comfortable with what we've done. The reason that we're grumpy about it is the expectations are high and, and they should be able to do better. And they showed they could do better with how they started with Wisconsin, Notre Dame and Clarkson, right? The, the first, the Friday night game at Clarkson, you know, was a three, nothing shutout. You got the, putting up two five spots on Wisconsin, although uh, Wisconsin season has uh, not necessarily been their best. And I actually saw an article oh. today from, from Bucky's fifth quarter calling for Tony Granado to go oh. uh, at this point, right? They, they're, 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 That's quite the take. Wisconsin yeah, I mean, has shown uh, that they can beat some pretty good teams. So they've beaten Minnesota and, and Michigan so far this year. Yeah, they, they've shown they can beat some good teams, but they're 4-8-0. And that's not acceptable to that program down there with the, I think they're one of the highest paid coaching staffs in the country, right there. I, I would guess that they're probably top three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're up there. It's, it's yeah. not a joke. And they did not look good against Notre Dame this weekend, five, five to one loss and a, and a three to nothing shutout. So they, they have uh, not been the, uh, they have not had the best year this year, which is unfortunate. I mean, for us, you got to beat who you play, right? Who's on your schedule, but uh, you'd like to see them do a little bit better. But, you know, you realize that the fact that you know, the pairwise and RPI, it, you know, it matters more who your, you know, your opponent's opponents matter more. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin I'm- can have a poor record. If they, w- if they win a few games against Michigan and Minnesota, that is huge for tech. Yep. It helps out a lot. Yeah. The comparisons mm-hmm. are definitely help there. Mm-hmm. So to, to reach back just real quick and clarify the five-minute majors or not, we have had none in their games at all. The only over a two-minute penalty was at the end of uh, at the end of the Clarkson game. Whoever whoever Hallinan decided to get in a little scuffle with, they both got given misconduct to sit down the rest of the game. <laughs> so there were a couple of ten-minute misconducts at the 1953 mark in the Clarkson series. Hallinan had one, and uh, his counterpart on the Clarkson side both got to not have a fun in the box just go sit down for a while so yeah those guys both got booted at the end of that one but yeah we've had no five minutes and i don't know how it looks across the rest of the league i I have to you know really dig into the stats there too but it it feels like to me like the refing has been the vastly improved promised refing that uh that we've talked with you know everybody we've talked to from the ccha dom kevin and uh, and don right they all mentioned that they're going to try to be more consistent then everything's going to look a little better and you know like i said i didn't think this weekend was badly called the interference calls that were called they were fairly obvious interference calls we had one where we tried to run a pick play like it was a full-on check of a guy behind the puck as the puck carrier went through somebody came in on the backside and just flattened the northern guy you can't do that right so i didn't have a problem at all with with the way things are called i thought i thought it was well done so i was more than happy with it uh, any other thoughts, comments on the, on this weekend's series? I mean, we're at 26 minutes about the about the series, so 
Yeah, let's yeah, uh, we should probably move on. Let's call it good. Yep. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to our guest and, and what he does, and I'll let Matt take the first question. So I just I just wanted to start off because you're 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 representing fantastic right now because you're you're an upstate New York kid, right? I am. So, yep. so I'm I'm yeah. So I'm wondering, uh, what made you discover and fall in love with tech? Um. Well. I first learned about tech when I was, I want to say my senior year of high school, I was looking for a college that had a railroad program. So that's what I want to do after I graduate is work in the railroad industry. So you're working and with Posse? I am working with Posse, yeah. <laughs> he just he yeah. just hired me um, to do <laughs> nice. his extra work. work Rob's dad is huge into trains, so anything related <laughs> yeah. to that. Their family's uh, my, big my, on. My dad's a fan of trains, but Posse had a – I played I played club soccer at Tech, and Posse always had a Finlander team uh, that mm-hmm. played in the indoor tournament for a long time. I don't know if he still does or not, but he and another Finn had a had a team that always played with us uh, as a part of the tournament. So I, I know who Posse is. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a fantastic but, guy. Yeah, I look. There's not many programs. So um, one of my schools was uh, Penn State, and eventually I kind of. Um, put that to the side. I was like, eh, it's not really, I kind of want to go far away because college is really the one of the few times you can live somewhere completely different than your home. So um, I would agree with that. Houghton is definitely different than Rochester, but it's also the same a lot of things. Um, so I decided on tech because of the program here and then everything else just f- fell into place. Like uh, I got into hockey. I did one, I did one semester after high school at a community college back home and I already went to a Northern game here as part of, um, I was a cross country recruit at one point. I ran cross country in high school and I was looking to join the team here and I came up here and we were playing Northern for military appreciation night back in, I think it was 2017. Oh, and that's and where they, the camo uniforms came in. Yes. The camo uniforms. Oh, I really yeah. want one of those too. But I, they're they're tough to come by. The only one that I know. I know that has one is Shane. I know, yeah. I'm not gonna pry that off of him anytime soon. But <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that was my first ever tech hockey game. Was Northern um, Tech Military Military Appreciation Night, and I want to say we blew the doors off him. I don't remember the score, but I just remember we beat him by a pretty good amount. Um, and after that, the next game I got to watch was the NCAA tournament at home. And I remember the Notre Dame broken stick. And I just, I don't, I, I want to say that's what radicalized me because I was really, <laughs> I was really mad at, but, I was really mad at, I didn't even go to this festival in high school. But before really you go on, at, let's just quick define that at home for you means like out East for us, but yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I, think I think radicalized is a great way to put it. So, yeah, after, after that, I'm like, oh, I want to go to another hockey game because I'm so mad about this. And then, you know, I was doing classes my first year, fr- freshman year um, at home, going to community college. And I looked at the schedule and I saw we're playing Clarkson. So I'm like, four hours isn't too bad. And at that point, I never drove that far. The furthest I've ever driven was Syracuse, which is about an hour and a half. So I kind of 
I kind of ran it by my parents. They're like, yeah, whatever. They thought I was dumb, but that's what started the trips was going to Clarkson. And I, I really thought then I was going to be the only person there in tech stuff. And we had a whole row of alumni there. So I'm like, these guys are really serious about this. Like, this is pretty cool to be up here in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York, doing our, doing the fight song, doing no beer, doing all these sieving the goalie in a, as a group, making people get up and leave. That's pretty cool. Like, I want to be a part of this. So that <laughs> I want to say that more than anything solidified going to Tech. Because I had a couple other schools I was kind of sort of looking at, but that definitely solidified it right then. And I am. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I don't want to keep going off, off on a tangent, but, uh, no, that's what, she, that's what we got you here the for, buddy. Here okay. For you to go off on tangents. Yeah. We want you to talk <laughs> as much as you can and keep going. Okay. Like, I'm, okay. I'm eating this up. I love just how organically you got into it because it's tough for me to believe that your, your farthest trip up to that point was an hour and a half trip because you're the first one I think of yeah. when I'm just thinking nuts tech fan that will drive anywhere because like, Oh yeah, now I, I will. I, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's why I got the yeah. Prius. <laughs> yeah, the I did party the Parkson Prius. trip. I had the Prius. I, the Prius was like a month old. I have, I've had the Prius for a month. I mean, it's an 08, but I had the Prius for a month at that point. So it was a good test for it too. Yeah, but, the party um, Prius has been coming up huge. Yes, it's been great. It's about to go out to Bemidji this weekend. <laughs> um, but after, so after Clarkson, the next game. I could go to, um, I, well, you know, being where I am, everything is far, you know, Michigan's pretty far. Minnesota's pretty far everywhere where we play. The only ones that's not really far is Bowling Green. It's about six hours. So when it came down to the playoffs, I remember looking at the, how it would shake out. I'm like, I'm really going to need some favors this weekend. If I'm going to go out to Bowling Green and see tech play so i got those favors and tech was playing bowling green in the wcha tournament that year and that was would have been 2019 i want to say yeah because i remember being there and that was my first my first series that wasn't gli after grad so that's correct yeah but i had to give my boss a week's notice (laughs) i was like i'm not coming to work I'm going to go out to Ohio, which that was the first time I went, I drove out of state was Ohio. So that was another, my, my parents at that point just gave up and you know, <laughs> they're like, yeah, whatever, we're not containing this kid. <laughs> but that was a fun trip too. I, that's, that was the first time I met really everyone. I remember my first game, the first game there would have been a Friday. I was, I met Trevor. I was I have pictures of me cheering next to Trevor. I didn't. So ugh, that was pretty cool. It's funny to go back now and see some of those pictures. And be like, oh, I know him. I know him. Oh, that's Matt. <laughs> yeah, because you just go in there and you, and you had no. Because I think I remember something vaguely like, man, this kid's still in high school when he came up. Like, I just have yeah. like a fuzzy memory of something like that. Like, you just, we just like annexed you and you were like having a great time with it. So I really yeah, love that. Much. So we've kind of gotten into a little bit about how you're just nuts with trips. So yeah, I kind of want to talk about what's your favorite memory on a trip you've been on so far, whether that's official with the misfits or not, because like I said, what I know you for is the kid that will go see tech anywhere, anytime. So I just mm-hmm. kind of want to hear what you have to say there. My favorite memory. 
is tough because I have so many different ones. Um, Clarkson, like I said, would probably be up there the first time I went there, be up there because that's just what started the whole thing. Um, what would be my favorite trip? I would say recently, if I had to pick one from this year or maybe last year, actually last year wouldn't, wouldn't really count, but I'll put it into two categories. One I did myself and one I did with the Misfits. How's that? I like one, that. I with the, one I did with the Misfits would probably, probably be when we went to Alabama, just because of how crazy that was. And it, um, it, Honestly, feels like a fever dream that we even went out there. But it was awesome. It was an awesome trip. Um, when I did myself, that's a tough one. I know, because I'm love, asking you to pick from a huge bank here. There's Because, yeah, I mean, I have – what have I done myself? I've done Lake State myself, 2019, um, Clarkson twice. Actually, honestly, I think I'm going to say Clark's the second Clarkson one, the one I just did. That would probably be my favorite one because I took my, I just, I took my time getting home because I came from Houghton, went home, and then went to the game. So I got to see, I went around Lake Michigan because I made a stop in South Bend to watch RIT play Notre Dame. How do you like, how do you like that arena? Um, it's what I'd expect from Notre Dame. Very, right? you know, very nice. I was like, it's, it's a beautiful rink. It's one of my favorite away school. places I've been. It's just, it's pretty. And everyone there was so nice. It was weird. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's because I'm, I'm thinking about heading down there for Notre Dame versus BC so I can find out who has the better Catholics once and for all. So I'm excited to hear that, uh, we've got, uh, Oh, it's Providence. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought the, I, thought the, I thought they were like Jesuits, so like even like more hardcore Catholics, I guess. But I think they're still technically Catholic. So yeah, all right, but they're just Catholics on crack. Yeah, that evidently. But Notre Dame, BC is like what I think of like the premier who has the better Catholics thing. But you just got scotch in my eye. Oh no! <laughs> oh. But yeah, that was fun. Um. I, you know that school has money when there's no ads on the boards, right? For it's sure. so What's clean it looking. It, it look. It almost looks. Like, it looks strange. Yeah, it almost looks wrong. Yeah, Even though that's the way boards just used yep. to be. Yep. But that was fun. Our RIT beat them the first night in overtime, like thirty seconds in. So I was, I was all happy because I'm like, Notre Dame loses an OT. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to see a couple other things going around that way. I mean, I never go down that way. I always go, you know, go over the bridge and go down through Michigan. So it's pretty cool going home that way. Um, and I got to see my parents, which is always cool. My dog, too. Missed her. And then I had um, Paps and Augie come up. And they stayed at my house, and we drove up there and had a good time and came back. I uh, got to take them around Rochester a little bit, which was pretty cool. And I got, that. yeah, I took um to the local place to get a garbage plate, which is oh, that's fantastic! I want to try yeah. one of those when I get out there with you next. Well, I want I the next time we're in Clarkson, I want to do that, and I I okay. really want to try a garbage plate. So or anywhere in New York, I hope we play other New York teams too. Yeah, yeah. That, I think now, next year, 
Cornell would be a good one. Next year is Slew and Slew and Clarkson. They're they're Slew and Clarkson. That'll that'll be fun. So is that at is that at or are we playing? I believe we're out. I believe we're out there. She's got to do that again. I, th- I think this it's kid, out there next year. From yeah. I don't know if I can make my, my classes online next year. I'm getting well. That's that. that's another thing that I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to check in on. Well, I'm I'm going out of order from what I had here, but that's fine. Um, so just Justin and I are pretty close. We keep in pretty good contact throughout oh, yeah. the hockey season and, uh, and the baseball season and the baseball season because we're both Blue Jays fans. Go for, Jays. Very different reasons, which is fantastic. But we we're we're like the only Blue Jays fans that each other knows. So it's <laughs> it's nice to nice to have someone else on your side for you there during baseball season. But what I was gonna say is that um, you've told me that you're enrolled in multiple different universities uh, to to keep yourself completely online and see as much in person tech hockey as possible. If I'm not That's mistaken, great. that is the reason you do it, right? That is the reason I do it, and for some somehow it's also cheaper because I'm paying in state for three of those schools. Exactly, so. and I just want you to kind of explain how that's shaken out for you, and like what a day in Justin's life looks like when it's not a hockey day. It's not a hockey day. Um, and and how did this work out where it's cheaper too? Because like I'm here in five schools, it's five different bills coming in, and how did that work out is, for you? But you know? I mean, three of them are community college schools, New York State rate, so. Cause yeah, I remember I'm paying out of state here at Tech, so that comes to a pretty good amount. But it's worked out pretty good. I mean, I've this isn't the first time I've done multiple schools in a semester, so I'm wouldn't say I'm used to it, but it's not new to me. Um, but a typical day, honestly, is I walk from my apartment, which is about a mile and a half from campus, come to this beautiful room in Dillman. Dillman 316, this is our rail club room, um, and just go to work. Um, I don't drive because I don't want to pay for a parking pass because I'm cheap. And spe- <laughs> money money better spent um, going on trips for gas money. I love that. I love it because it's funny because tech parking passes are like nothing because I've got a girlfriend that goes to Grand Valley, and they've got to pay like 300 bucks a semester, which is I disgusting thought, thought compared to like the 120 bucks a year tech makes you pay. But I totally agree with you. I did the same thing. Yeah. I would I would walk like the mile and a half from my house to get to school just because I'm not giving tech any more money. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. I love how you, your, your commitment is that high. And that's a big reason I wanted to have you on because mm-hmm. I've never heard of anybody doing anything like that. And the reason primarily being so they can follow the hockey team. That is just a level of dedication above anything I've ever seen. And it's just truly impressive. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly to do, it was mostly to go to Clarkson because, you know, my, because I've been there before. That's what started. I was like, I got, I can't miss this trip. Yeah. It's it's basically going home. Yeah. Well, going home and kind of, I don't know, reminiscing about the first time I went there um, back in 2018. Yeah. So I was the like, second oh, time you go, you get to go there yeah. and have that again with the new connections you've made. Yeah. And the first, first time I went there as a tech student. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was when I had to, I I couldn't miss it. I remember Joe told me, um, I I asked him, in the spring, like, what, where are we going next year? And one of the first things he said was Clarkson Halloween weekend, and I went went right from there over to Evans' house, and I told him, we're going to Clarkson. 
We're going to Clarkson. <laughs> I was going to make a Misfits trip to Clarkson, but, you know, that that would be pretty tough considering where it is. Yeah, and – yeah, because it's 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 an odd place to kind of get to because it's yeah it's faster and cheaper to go through Canada, but that requires making sure everyone can go to Canada, whether it's visas, <laughs> passports, enhanced driver's license, make sure they got all that. And then if you don't want to do that, you got to take the big loop around like Lake Erie to Lake Ontario and all that. Yeah, that's that's what I ended up doing. Yeah, that's yeah, which is which is tough, but it's but it's, it's also, really cool because it's also because there's nothing really in. Clarkson and in, in Potsdam. I mean, yeah. If it was a place like, I don't know, if we're playing a Boston school, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do in Boston. Maybe that could convince people. I know that's far, but maybe that could convince some people to go. That's true because Potsdam you also is like, yeah. uh, there's nothing really to do except go see a waterfall, which is what we did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because one of the things that I think kind of bonds uh, Tech and Clarkson and why the fan bases have kind of gotten so close is that they're very similar kinds of schools and very similar areas. So I think that's kind of what's kind of created a weird kinship, but I, I actually yeah. see what you're saying where it's, it's easier to sell kids on like, even if it's farther to go to Boston, mm-hmm. because that means they can go dink around in a big city, like that kind yeah. of a thing. But yeah, I, I, I think it's really cool how you've gotten into it so organically and just gone so nuts with trips and stuff. So on the lines of trips, um, the Misfits have existed for 17 years now, something like that. What was the first year? Um, 04. 04? Yeah. Yes. So in that time, you're only the third person to hold the travel coordinator position. The first one was on my board. It was Zach Papsiak. Yeah. Shout okay. out to Paps. The second okay. one was Zach Jones. You're the first Zach to not hold the position. But okay. with – uh, <laughs> With such a new position, what does being the travel coordinator mean to you and what kind of groundwork do you want to lay for the position going forward? You know what? It's really funny because I thought I was going to be doing a lot more of travel coordinating, but uh, the rest of the board has been taking pretty good uh, – and doing a pretty good job with that. Um, Olivia, Drew, and Bill have been awesome. So I haven't really had to do a whole lot of coordinating yet. I mean, I'm going to have to throw together – I want to say I'm going to be doing – we're going to Ferris, so I'm probably going to be running that trip. I will see you there. That's not too far from. We will see you there. I will see you there. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, we haven't really had to. I haven't really had to do much. I mean, I've I've said to Olivia a few times, you know, I'm here to help. You know, what can I do? But yeah, no, they've been they've been great. So I love that. Yeah. Well, I think that Olivia's been doing a fantastic job of stepping up to the plate, especially because when you figure this year's. Uh, Board of Misfits leadership has a, a very tough task with uh, the backlog of students who have never been to a tech game and don't know what it's about. So I think you've been doing a great job with that. It looks fantastic on the screen. And I don't I don't know what happened between me, Evan, and Olivia that made everyone in the arena start standing, but that is freaking sweet. I love seeing that. I, 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 it's awesome to turn into a broadcast and see like not a single student sitting down. That was like my dream when I was there and I never thought it was going to happen, but like, is this the first year it happened? Because I it's see the, that every game now. It's yeah, it, that's it the used thing. To we be just, just the misfits section yeah, would be standing. It used to be literally just L we like towards the end of that, like, like two overtime bowling green game. We mm-hmm. got everyone standing, but it was never like this for a regular season game. 
That's a really special thing. I hope you guys are treasuring. It's fantastic. I see. I haven't even noticed it. I I saw like, you know, the past couple games that, Oh, cool. Everyone's standing. I didn't know it was a, it didn't really happen that much. That's a, that's a new thing that you guys are cultivating yourselves. And it's just fantastic for us old people to look at. Yeah. Seeing the whole side standing is definitely super impressive. I'm I'm, I'm a fan. I don't know what happened. If it was just one thing, like, there was the backlog of kids. They saw one section standing, thought everyone was supposed to be standing, and it went from there. I don't Maybe. care. I don't care, I don't care how it happened. Don't care. It's great. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't I don't... feel right to sit at a hockey game. It doesn't. This kid gets it. I love talking well, to Justin. I'm right there with you. The place, <laughs> I, the place I used to go when when I was in school was that I would stand at the top of in between section L. before It wasn't the Misfits section because it didn't exist. Tim started it when I was at school, right? So – uh, I, I would go to the top and stand on the rail above the opening for, you know, where you'd come in and go through, right? Standing mm-hmm. at that top of the rail and just leaning up against the rail was the way to go. It was my usual spot to stand at hockey games, even though standing wasn't a thing whatsoever <laughs> uh, because there were no misfits yet. So, <laughs> but I'm with you. I, I'd much rather stand and I'd much rather be as high up as possible. Yeah, than, that's than sitting. That's the thing is like, even, even my girlfriend now is like, she, she has to get used to the fact that it's tough for me to sit for a hockey game. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just ingrained to me that when, when the puck's down, you're up. Now, even, even when I'm like watching the game at home, I'll find myself standing in front of the TV. <laughs> I'm the same way with that for sure. Yeah. It's been, it's very impressive to see the, the way that the, the students have, have reacted this year. You know, obviously we, there was the worries of, you know, there's a gap, you know, do people, are people going to remember things? Are new freshmen coming in going to know what to do? So and, put to rest. They've like dusted everything I did in like a couple weeks, which yeah, I yeah, love. It's been, been great to see that. It's great to see the flags waving like crazy up and down. You know, I, I definitely sent two flags off the wish list that way last week because there is no reason why some Swedish province flags shouldn't be waving. Uh, in the McGinnis for the two Swedes from their states. So I, I picked up those two and sent them along. So, you know, it's, uh, and they look sweet. They're very cool too. looking. They were, they're neat looking flags. So yeah. I love seeing that. I do wish that there would be a slight bit more willingness on the traveling misfits to bring flags into other arenas. And just... even if they're not on poles, because like the poles is the big thing. A lot of buildings don't allow poles. Yeah. Uh, that pulls into a lot of places. I would, I would love to but yeah, but bring, that's all stadium policies that aren't you know I, other stadium I policies. I understand that. I understand that. But bring them anyways. Get the atmosphere going at away games with the flags too. You know, there's no reason. Yeah. Not I mean, I brought the win. cold beer flag to Clarkson. Yeah, we exactly. love the cold beer flag. Dude, I love that thing. <laughs> the cold Our beer stuff. flag just encapsulates what's it what it means to be at Michigan Tech, and I I just think it's fantastic every time I see it. Our um the one we used to have I guess got taken or something got lost from the locker. Um, I'll tell you what happened is that it belonged to uh, Shane and Evan, and when they graduated, they decided to burn it as a send off. So. I thought they had two. I thought they they had one that waved outside their house and one that was in the locker. Well, then somebody might have stole the cold beer flag, which is why if anybody in authority is listening, let's give the Misfits a key to that locker because I'm sick of stuff getting stolen out of there. But so, yeah, I had to buy one. So the one that I'm waving at the one that you see at games now, that's the one I bought. And I had to put it on a broken flagpole. 
because that's the only one we had. But it works. They still, you guys still need more flagpoles at this point? That one of the Actually, shortages yes. Okay. Yes, we do. I want to say we have like one or two flags we don't have a pole for. And even a few extras would be great, too. Yeah, and on that note, uh, one of the questions yep, so that I was going to ask is that – Yeah, is right in. Okay. I cool. wanted to ask, so – Every anytime we have someone on the Misfits board on here, we like to see if there's uh, anything that's on the wish list because our our listener base is mostly alumni that love seeing you guys like at home in a way, likes to support any way they can. So, is there anything that's kind of that we can put on the wish list? Anything that you guys would like in terms of support? Because we've we've got the audience to to try to make that happen. Okay. Yes. Flagpoles were. I I had to ask the e-board before I came on here make sure, sure. i got it. um flagpoles for sure probably uh, definitely a few of them have you guys found um, a model that you you want and like on amazon at this yeah point? because if you find a model that you guys like we can probably get someone to buy a box oh uh, it's whatever i don't know what we have right now so it's whatever us, we have i don't know yeah what, don't need to worry about it now really just the the on it. yeah if you can that, yeah, if you can has, find us the details and, like, send us an email, like, by the time yeah. we write out liner notes, we can have that written down in our notes for the podcast, and they can see what model you guys like and everything. Okay. But we have ones that have, like, a, you know, a, kind of a grip on it, and it's meant for waving. It's not one that you'd mount to, like, the side of your house. So yep. whatever model that is, that's the one. And also a few more flags. We're missing a Florida flag for um Caden would be nice to have one of those and then I think the only Canadian province flag we have is Ontario so that Alberta means people stole the flags that I had when I was there which is upsetting yeah so yeah it sucks so yeah Alberta would be a big one to have up here um British Columbia too I'm just going over the roster right here um Nova Scotia. I don't know if we have Nova Scotia. I don't think we do. Anyway, if you can get us all those, we have a working Amazon wish list for you guys. So yeah. if you can like text those to me and oh, well. I can help put those in, that would be fantastic because we love getting that stuff to you guys. Because a lot of our listeners like to see something tangible that they put into the hands of a student that's like being a moron at the game, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. yeah, we definitely have. There's more than enough seats in section l for more flights so we'll definitely put them out that's the correct attitude and i love that so um we kind of got to my other question and the in the northern piece but um you've been a fantastic guest just before we we let you get out of here is there anything else you wanted to plug um i don't think so um really i guess going on that wish list too um things i like seeing when i'm out um, at other rinks is more tech fans. So if anyone's listening and you happen to live somewhere near and where we're playing away, please come out because I will be there. And yeah, much the same way that we, we took you in when you were exploring, I'm sure you'll be more than happy to take anyone else who's willing to cheer on tech. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that kind of wraps up our uh, yeah. it wraps up our Justin question section. Just so we can kind of get Justin on his way, I'm thinking we could uh, segue into beat the ghost because we need another person to uh, 
need another person to play this week. We so fake, I'll have. We need to face Tim. All right, so let's get started with the Beat the Ghost Challenge this week. This is uh, week eight of the challenge, so we're getting in there. Uh, last week, a recap of last week, um, I'm very happy to say that I believe for the first time this year, Matt was the winner of the week. Oh, my Good goodness. Good job, Matt. How about it? How many points did Matt get? <laughs> I had to fight back so hard, and I had to be a homer to do it, so it's just it's poetic. Matt, Tim, Matt. Tim didn't do too bad this weekend, this week either, with with the guy from Northern. Yeah, but um, so Vander, Tim had Vanderbeek from Northern, and Vanderbeek did really well Friday night, but he got uh, he got shut out on Saturday night. Yeah. So um, Matt scored five points on the weekend, uh, four points Friday night, and, and one point Saturday night uh, by picking Alex Iarulo from Bemidji State. Oh, that's right, yeah. It wasn't being and, a homer. It was picking Alex Iarulo. All right. Yep. Uh, Iarulo, yep. And um, me and Rob and Tim all came in tied for with four points on the week. So everybody did pretty well. Everybody beat the Ghost. The Ghost only had three. Cool. But So everybody scored, but um, everybody beat the Ghost. The overall standings now at this point, Tim is still in the lead. With 29 points, I have 18, Rob has 17, the Ghost has 16, and Matt is all the way up to seven. Let's go, you're, baby. We're almost hitting double digits. You're gaining, Matt. You're gaining. I'm gaining ground. Let's, it's, yep. it's, it's the road to comeback trail starts with a single win on the week. So let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So the theme this week is very similar to last week. So if you remember last week, we picked all the we picked leading scorers from CCHA teams. This week we're doing these, the same thing, but we're doing NCHC. So the theme is the best of the NCHC. You can already see the like leading. You can see Justin's brain just going like shoot Western hockey. Let's How does this work? Cole knows Atlantic hockey. I had an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I have picked the leading goal scorer. Not necessarily the leading point scorer. So the leading goal scorer from five different NCHC teams, all of which are ranked in the top 20, and they're all playing conference games this weekend. Again, this week, there should be plenty of opportunity to score some points. First, uh, making what seems to be about his fifth uh, appearance on Beat the Ghost this year is Ashton Calder from North Dakota. I'll type that in here. And um, Ashton Calder has scored seven goals in 11 games and has also tacked on six assists. North Dakota is ranked sixth in the country and they're hosting the fourth ranked Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Also from this game, the Bulldogs' leading goal scorer is, and this is one of those names that I have no idea how to pronounce, uh, Tanner Laderut, L-A-D-E-R-O-U-T-E. He has scored five goals and one assist on this season in 10 games. There's a little bit more separation between the, the, the players this week than past, so we'll see how that works. 
All right. In the second series, St. Cloud State is traveling to Western Michigan for two games. St. Cloud has three players tied with, for their goal scoring lead. And of those three, I have picked Yami Cranilla for the challenge this week. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Cranilla has six goals and five assists in 12 games this season. And St. Cloud State is the second ranked team in the country, and they are playing 13th ranked Western Michigan. Western Michigan's leading goal scorer is Ethan Frank. Frank has eight goals and six assists in 10 games. This takes a lot more time when I have to type and speak at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do it that way, but especially when we're not as familiar with the league, it's very nice to have. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's just going to be more, a little bit more editing, but whatever. That's Tim's problem, not ours. Who's, who's our last one now? Last series is Miami visiting Denver for two games, and we're going to be picking Denver's leading scorer. Denver's leading scorer is Carter Savoy. He has 10 goals in 10 games, and he's also got seven assists on the season. Denver is ranked 11th in the nation, and they're hosting unranked Miami. So what is our order this week? Where are we, where are we at order-wise? Order is Rob, Dustin, Matt, and Tim. Well, that so, makes it real, real easy for me. I am going to take the number one player in the country in points per game with Carter Savoy. I kind uh, of thought that might be the case. That, but, that's, um, that's a no-brainer. He's got, I think, the weakest opponent. As yeah, well against as, an under-18. Don't go wrong as there. Well as, the guy's almost at two points per game. He's 1.7 points per game right now. Yep, he's, he's been playing well. Like I said, there's... A little bit more Whatever. separation this week each, than in past each, weeks. Each time I've picked first, I've been screwed by it. So you know he's going to have a rough know. weekend or get hurt. Yeah, you, never know. you never Who know. know. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get screwed, I, it's it's not the fun. I don't know. Like that's that's the thing that's fun about this game is that hockey's such a random game that you never know if the guy with 17 points on the season so far is going to be the one that takes the most points out of this group on the weekend. I do yeah. want to bring up the fact that I do slightly despise your decision here to make me care about NCHC games over a weekend, Dustin. <laughs> uh, you well, got I, point. I got to switch it actually, up every once in a while. I am actually going to check NCHC scores on Friday, feel bad about myself for doing that and caring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. I'll be checking too. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm uh, definitely picking, picking the DU guy. Yeah. Out. No, that's no. not... <laughs> That's kind of a no-brainer, but okay. Yep. Um, so I've got it down to two players. Um, I'm going to go with Frank from Western Michigan. Shoot. I might head to that game, so I was hoping to have some more teeth in it. Well, you got a choice there still. I got Ladderuth, but. You want Ladderuth? Uh, mm, oh, I like Calder too much. Calder? Yeah, I'm taking Calder. Calder, okay. It's tough not to go with uh, the Lake State alum. Especially because he's like kicking ass and taking names at North Dakota, which is tough to cheer for anyone at North Dakota, but might as well be a Lake State guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah he's been doing all right. No. 
Nice score seven goals and six assists in series. Putting up pretty much solid. kicking ass and taking names at this level. Yeah, pretty solid season so far. All right, well, it's down between Lat- Laterout and like, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and and Cranilla. I think it's Laterout. I think you're pretty close. Okay. All right. I'm not positive though. What do you think, Justin? Picking for Tim. Oh, I'm picking for Tim. Hold on. If you got Laterout or Cranilla. I'll go Laterout. All right. Tim gets Laterout. And the ghost gets Cranilla. That UMD Western Michigan series is going to be pretty sick. Uh, St. Cloud Western. Oh, it's St. Cloud Western? I thought it was UMD, but yeah. yeah. St. Cloud Western and UND UMD, which UND UMD should be pretty dang good. Yeah, I mean, it's it, there's there's hardly a weekend of bad games in that conference unless you're DU versus Miami, and Rob ran away with that one. Yeah. <laughs> he says, hello, I'm not dumb. I'm taking that one. <laughs> yeah, that one uh... I guess I could have picked the, the Miami, Miami leading scorer, but... I don't know oh, if anybody well. wants that. Yeah, that would have been a that see that would have been the opposite. That would have been like default ghost sure, player. <laughs> I'm sure Miami's content being a bottom feeder in that league because they still get to say, hey, we're in the NCHC. But yeah, I suppose. All right. So that's what we have for this week. Enjoy following your NCHC hockey for the weekend, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess the last thing we, we want to talk about a little bit is just you know, general CCH. Anybody got any thoughts on What's uh what happened over this weekend outside of the tech series? Looks like we'll do a quick rundown here and just jump on the scoreboard. We had Bemidji State at Lake State, which I believe Bemidji what? went ahead and swept, yeah. right? They yeah, narrowly swept both nights, yes. Yep, so we got a narrow sweep by Bemidji over, over Lake State, which uh makes me slightly nervous going into the into the weekend, right? Bemidji, yeah, Bemidji, to be. Bemidji State's good. Yep, yeah, but if we good. can finally get our 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 poop together before we in in the weekend series against them, that's going to feel really good. Yep, and then we had you know Minnesota State uh, just absolutely demolishing Bowling Green both nights. Not I mean they that. they kept it close the second night with a five three, but yes, you're right. The first nine, night was just not pretty. Nine to two. Nine two is a bad score, but. Yeah, there the was is, a worse one. Cornell put up eleven on on uh, RPI this weekend. So that's that's true, and they left their same goalie in the whole time. And the only one other series other than ours to talk about would be the Lake State series, in which they uh, got shut out two nothing at Michigan State, and then State. Uh, oh, you're, State. you're talking Ferris, yeah, Ferris, yeah, yeah Ferris, Ferris, what, and Michigan uh, State. I, so I, I'll blame myself. I turned it on when they were winning uh, in, in yeah. the third uh, <laughs> on the second night, and they just collapsed. Yeah, was, that was unfortunate to see, but it, should, it also it should have been a split. Kind of shows Ferris turn the corner. And honest, in honesty, I don't think this segment's going to take too much conversation for me. I think we saw more or less what we expected from just about every series. Yep, I would agree. Like there's, I don't think there's anything that like shocked the nation there. I, I don't, and uh, I'd hope to see Lake State maybe split with Bemidji just to kind of yep. keep those two even. But no, I, I was hoping Bemidji, to see yeah, that split Bemidji in the next week. Are, but. Bemidji and us are the hopeful two threes of the league, right? So who, who ends up there? That's I think this weekend's uh, one of the tougher tests of the year for us coming up. So, um, so uh, looking forward to this weekend, um, 
how many goals does Mankato put up on the weekend against St. Thomas? Yeah. I don't even know why anyone, why would anyone even buy a ticket to that game? Honestly, you know, what's going to happen. It's like buying a Um, Globetrotters ticket. That's what, uh, that's what what we said. Like, Oh man, I wonder who's going to be the generals this time. That's what we thought about Ferris versus Minnesota state too, but you know, well, the difference is that even though Ferris is having a rough time at the division one level, I would say they have a division one roster. I don't know if I can say the same thing about St. Thomas. I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, I will, however, note that Ferris also did lose to the Tommies. So. That's fair, but <laughs> Ferris, Ferris is going to have the biggest. Tommies, loses to the Tommies, yo-yos the crap out of it, and beats Mankato. <laughs> They're going to have the weirdest season like in college hockey history this year. I Ferris, to me, is like going to be an out, a statistical outlier to the nth degree this entire season and I think losing to the Tommies and beating Mankato is a microcosm of that so there there is an extent to which you can't take that night off uh, the Tommies will have a bit more skill than I will give them credit for but at the end of the day I think that's a division two roster with some division one burnouts or division three roster with some division one burnouts so I think any self-respecting Division One team, especially one who just made national playoff noise and is planning on uh, attending the four, Frozen Four again this year, they should have no time dusting them aside. I think it should be yeah. oh, no contest with it. after the first period. You should know who won yeah, that. Game. I, I don't disagree at all. They got a weird. They're they're weird this week. They're Thursday, Thursday, Friday. I think so. They're playing Thursday, Saturday. Ahead. Thursday, Saturday is what it is. Okay. Yeah, and I hope St. Thomas builds up quickly because I think that's a fantastic foothold for the conference. I always need to plug this here that I need to dunk on them while I can because I think they're going to be dangerous very quickly. But this season, they should be an automatic win. Yep, so Mankato State versus St. Thomas, we all kind of expect how that one's going to go. You got Lake State against Bowling Green. There are two programs that are kind of similar-ish spot, it feels like, record-wise. So that should be a pretty decent series, too. Down That one's down in Ohio, right? They're both both coming off of – both coming off of getting swept so should be a, a good series to flip over and watch then we got northern versus ferris i'm not expecting much out of ferris i think northern sweeps that one to be honest given the, the this weekend so and i we wouldn't got, be like, surprised I, by a split but i would be extremely surprised by a ferris sweep so i think you're about right yeah uh, my expectation there is northern goes down and takes care of business Northern doesn't look too bad this year. I did, they, they've got a lot of offensive ability. One thing they, I will definitely say after this weekend is it's very nice that they don't have that one guy who Tech fans look at and go, <laughs> that's the shithead. Like, that's one no. thing that's very nice about Northern's roster is they actually seem like a complete, like, hockey team as opposed to throwing one guy out that's just going to stir up the, you know, the Northern equivalent of, like, the the Christian Christianity's Ian Sears that only show up for Easter and Christmas. Then, then we're gonna yeah. then we're gonna have to make sure that we win that Tanner Edwards sweepstakes when he goes in the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to They'll give us head. a run for their money if they really want to get another like uh, Hank Sorensen or Griffin Lawfren type type of guy. Right at Buffalo, right there, Griffin. <laughs> is is he is he really though, Justin? I wouldn't say pride. I said that sarcastic. I think you got more reason to be prideful of how the Sabres handled the Eichel situation than you do of uh, Lafren. <laughs> I like Tuck. I like Tuck. Syracuse native. I like him. Hey, you want 
you want to know what? Like, I cheer for bad sports teams, too. It's okay. Go Bills. Go Sabres. <laughs> and he's, he's only got two penalty minutes this year. Maybe the state's calmed him down a bit. So, he's, he's not uh, – He's not sitting in the box the whole time. He also has nowhere near the uh, the this is the stat line he had last year either. But so he he seems to be having a tough time fitting down there, I guess. And then of course we have you know us versus Bemidji. What's what's the thoughts this weekend? Well, we can start with uh, we'll start with uh, Tim or with Dustin rather. Head down. So- so the thing is, there's not a whole lot to say about it because I feel like it's the same thing we said last week. You know, they, they still need to prove it, right? They they still I haven't bet. put together the two games on the weekend, right? Yep. Like we yep. said, we, we want to see two game, the two, a complete two-game weekend. We haven't seen that since the first weekend of the year, and they still need to do that. And this is, in my opinion – a much tougher weekend to do it than last weekend. I mean, going to Bemidji and playing a territory coach team, I mean, good luck. They're not unbeatable. Obviously, they're not unbeatable. But you know, there's one thing you can always say about a territory coach team is that they're going to be very well coached and they're going to be tough to beat. They're going to they're going to play a you know a sound game. They're not going to make they're not going to beat themselves and not making mistakes. So you know they're going Tech's going to need to play you know, equally well, you know, tech can't be making those same mistakes. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not real optimistic this weekend just because I feel like we've been asking them to show us for a few weeks now and we haven't, we haven't seen what we want to see. You know, I really, I really hope I'm wrong, but I kind of have that weird, you know, feeling of dread in the back of my mind that this this might be you know you know that bad weekend that we're we don't want to see see i halfway jump to matt yeah go ahead matt what what are your thoughts i halfway echo dustin's sentiment and the fact that we want to see that authoritative weekend that we had in wisconsin where we come in and we just swing around what we got and we're just it's never close you know who's going to win the game by the end of the second period I, I want to see that kind of effort again. I don't think it's right to call for a Bemidji sweep either. I think what Dustin's analysis on Bemidji is spot on also. What I think is going to happen is a carbon copy of last weekend to the extent that you're going to be slamming your head against the wall. I think we're going to have one game where we severely outshoot uh, Bemidji where we look like we're the, we're the stats darling, where we should have won that game by every, uh, every metric you can think of, but still find a way to lose it. And I think the second night we play a tight game, statistic-wise, and still find a way to come away with a win on the scoreboard. So I think it's a sweep in a very similar, or not a sweep, a split in a very similar manner that we split Northern. What do you think there, Justin? You're still hanging around, so you get, you can throw yeah, your opinion. Still <laughs> yeah, you get an no opinion because you hung around, buddy. <laughs> um, I yeah, I'll echo what Matt said. I think it's gonna be similar to this weekend. Um, I'm really just hoping I'm driving out there and I get to see a win. Really, 
It is but, a uh, long, I think it will be... drive not to see a win. Yeah, it's yeah. a terrible drive. It's like driving the Cine stretch the whole way. It's awful. But yeah. here's the thing. When you get there, please take a picture with Babe the Blue Ox for me. That's Babe what, the Blue Ox is my guy. Funny. I'm going with two other guys, so I think we'll get a group photo in front of there. Fantastic. Please either, do send to me. Either on the way there or on the way back, make a stop in Duluth and get a sandwich at Northern Water Smokehouse for lunch. Okay. Google it. Northern Water Smokehouse. And Northern Waters. There might be a line, but there's a line because it is just about the best sandwich you'll ever have. Um, on the Either the way there or the way back, also stop by Big Daddy's Burgers in Duluth. Because Duluth's a logical halfway point between Bemidji, Bemidji and Hope. Yeah, and, we're uh, I think we're going to stay like that Saturday night after the game in Duluth or near Duluth. Just drive yeah. there. So it's- Duluth, Duluth's a good stopping point. Yeah. And this time of year when the, the leaves have fallen and the winter tourism hasn't picked up too bad, the hotels shouldn't be as terrible as they are in the fall. Yeah. They are like early fall when we play the icebreaker series, the hotels are atrocious. Cause oh, Duluth, can- Duluth is real pretty when the, the leaves are changing with the hills and everything there. And it's, it definitely is a very touristy town for that that bit. But. I'll go out on a limb and say Duluth is one of my favorite cities in the United States. It is. Yeah, I, I like I like I like Duluth a lot as well. I think it's a pretty. Yeah, I've been, pretty I've been out there a couple times already. It's it's pretty nice. Um, but I think I think for this weekend it's a good challenge for the team. I mean, we're just looking at the standings right now. It's the first time we're playing a team within the top three of the CCHA, so it'll be a good challenge for the guys. And I think I want to say a good, good hockey games, both of them. So hopefully I'm right on that. We always cheer for good hockey as long as we win, yes. right? As long as we win. <laughs> yeah. No, good hockey yeah. games are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I think this is the first big test for the real big test in the CCHA for the team. They, you're, you're hitting like Dustin said, a territory team. They're defensive minded first. They're going to get that one goal and just lock you down that's what they do and they do it well and they've done it well for a very long time that that's kind of their their mode so I'm, I'm hoping we can get an early goal and kind of you know make them play a little bit out of their comfort style i think that's a real important thing is getting the first goal against bemidji and uh just let the offense you know actually work for a change uh and score some goals that's my hope i just want to see goals that uh have a, a saturday night instead of a friday night <laughs> Yeah, my, my favorite kind of goal is the one where Tech gets it across the line. I don't really care how pretty it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> All righty. Anybody, anybody got any other thoughts or I Otherwise, we'll, we'll wrap her here. Uh, no, I just want to say a, a quick thank you to Justin for, for joining us today, especially on short notice. I, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I, don't, I, don't say this, I don't say this lightly in the slightest. You are the most – dedicated and awesome tech fan I've seen since Manit's passing. It's truly well, incredible to that see. Really, that honest. really is a lot. Yeah. All righty. Any, la- yeah, any last words there, Justin? We'll let you get the last thing before we go into the ending. Yeah. Um. Just a side note on what Matt said is I'm really surprised that everyone's calling me the crazy one now. Like, I thought – I didn't think I was up to that level. I guess I am. Because I hear about, about all these trips that you guys take, like, out to – uh, Bridgeport or out to Las Vegas. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'd do that. I mean, I probably would do that. We but... hopped on a plan for Vegas. <laughs> okay. So that's dip. Well, well, Brett, if you want to talk to Brad, he drove there. He drove there with Michael. Yeah. But 
Yeah. You gotta, so, if you go to Vegas, you got to fly and got to fly first class so you can get your free mimosas and stuff. I, I will yeah, also but, put out there that oh, the buddy for that. Alumni <laughs> travel is different than student travel. It is. It's it's very very nice. Even as somebody that's coming in at the lower rung of like salaries and stuff, just the fact that I'm actually making money, mm-hmm. I get to like. I get to not drive through the night. I get to have nice meals, stay in hotels that don't make me feel scared. It's it's it's, it's a very nice upgrade. Develop your passion for tech hockey to get your degree, and then you can have the money to travel wherever they are. I've been up to Alaska twice now for the program. I've been to every NCAA tournament they've been to since they've started to actually attend them on occasions. You know, it's uh, it's not. It's not as hard to travel when uh, you got that salary thing going on. <laughs> I just bank. Yeah. I just I just bank my miles, and I fly. I go for free with all my yeah. miles I bank for work. It's sweet. Right. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, alumni travel is easier than student travel ever was. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fantastic yeah. to have you, Justin. You gave some great answers. I appreciate you. All yeah. Right, thanks well. for having me on. One minute remaining in the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll we'll wrap Definitely. it up there then, and that'll that'll do it for. For this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast, uh, please check out our Patreon. Join by visiting patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Patrons at the black level or above will receive an authentic jersey patch if we still have them and access to every extra podcast content, including the extended versions of every podcast. Patrons at the white level or above will get access to the semi-monthly Zoom chat, which has featured guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, Brad Patterson, and more to come. Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions to us through our email address, chasingmac at techhockeyguide.com, or even send us a voice message directly at anchor.fm slash chasingmacpod. The first person to submit an audio question will receive uh, another one of those authentic MTU jersey patches. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your set of choice, please let us know, and we'll do the best we can to make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach, so please tell your friends. We're going to try something else this year. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will be responsible for reading those on air. He's done a couple already. Uh, so we'll drop another review in there. And we'll, we'll make Dustin uh, make Dustin read them out. And once again, thank you to our main sponsor, Fimpy Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And as always, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our brand new introduction. And finally, our patron saint, Doc McRezin, for his generous donation to get this whole thing up and running three years ago. We hope you enjoy. And finally, special thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episodes. If you like what you hear, please check them out at thankyounotes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha